Hello and welcome to Hammock Stories, a podcast for people seeking inspiration while on their journey to finding identity, meaning, and community. Every week, your hosts, Tu and Chenny, will be asking an everyday hero to join us in our hammock and share their personal story of how they've arrived at themselves. Slow it down. Nothing to do, abandon the cars, map our way with the stars. This week, we're joined by Zach Alinsky, an acupuncturist based in Vancouver. One day, he was biking in rural Vietnam and the tire fell off while he was riding, resulting in some nerve damage. Inspired by a medicine woman in the mountains of Vietnam, he now takes those lessons he learned from her and heals others. Zach's an expert on tuning into himself and how he's feeling through mindfulness and meditation. Welcome to Hammock Stories. How are you doing today, Zach? Good. I'm grateful to be here. <laughs> are you snuggled in? I'm snuggled in. I'm clean. <laughs> <laughs> Save you guys some smelly feet. <laughs> <laughs> Zach just came from baseball, and um, and now he's chilling on a chilling on a hammock. So, Zach, the reason why uh, Tu and I wanted you to be on this hammock uh, today is um, we wanted you to share your story of how you got to where you are now. And for me, the reason why I think that it's important for others to hear this story is because you went on, and I'll, I'll try not to spoil it. You went on, a, you went on, a, you needed a life change, and you went on a big adventure. And you found yourself in that, and now you're about to go on another adventure. Um, so yeah, so I think it would be great for for our listeners to hear that story. Yeah. Um, where should I begin? <laughs> From the beginning. From the beginning. <laughs> As a child, um, my mom was a single mom, and uh, so I spent a lot of time with my grandfather, my grandmother, and they lived off of um, the Don Valley Parkway. So my childhood was like filled with exploration. Um, I was an only child as well. So um, as a kid, you know, no one around, what do you do? You explore and create, you know, stories in your head. And um, a lot of those stories were made in, in nature. Um, exploring the woods of the Don Valley. And uh, my grandfather um, was a pretty avid gardener. So he really uh, instilled this kind of love and appreciation for nature when I was a little, little kid. And that love of nature kind of continued throughout my life. Um, just really kind of showing me like to slow down and like appreciate things and um eventually like you know in school high school they're you're trying to figure out like your your path and um my path was influenced by my love of nature because i really didn't know what else i wanted to do like some people know they want to you know be a doctor or, or whatever it may be but 
for me, just I knew I loved plants, and I nature had taught me a lot as a, you know, a kid, and I knew I wanted to like continue with that that journey. Um, and it was also really healing for me too. Like I remember as a kid, like I'd be like gardening in my backyard, and like everyone else would be playing basketball. Like I was like so happy, just like weeding for hours, you know. Um, yeah, something really grounding about that. I think that's what um, led to me to uh, work with my hands and um, just uh, be in tune with like my body mm-hmm. um, as a gift. So, anyways, yeah. Um, so you you mentioned that as a kid you were gardening all the time. Mm-hmm. I feel like that's so rare (laughs) and 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 it's interesting that you comment on how it was healing for you Mm -hmm. so i guess what i'm curious about is now from your vantage point like looking back Mm -hmm. what do you think you were healing from hmm well i think like looking back now i was maybe unconscious to a lot of you know early childhood experiences that were pretty difficult Um, and yeah I think that I needed some form of support Uh, and I I found that I think yeah the gardening like working with my hands in the earth and was that support that I needed and um, yeah again as an only child like you know, some people have people to talk to, and my my teacher, my support, or my family was like those plants, right? And um, yeah, they were just so healing for me and, and kept me really grounded. Do you remember the first time you interacted with a plant? Ah. Uh. Not like a specific time, but I think like it was like grade four or five. Like I was like, "Mom, I need to make a pond." (laughs) (laughs) And uh, yeah, like I like designed this like pond in my backyard, and like I was pretty young. Like, (laughs) and I had I went to the garden center. My mom like, "Oh, we need this fern, and like we need these rocks and." Um, I think that was like my first like real memory of like the joy and like yeah the joy I felt from like working with plants and it was also very creative too right like using your imagination to to create um, yeah beautiful landscapes so. a specific moment hard to hard to say. That's amazing. Grade four, <laughs> designer of a backyard yeah. pond. Yeah. Everyone else was playing sports. I was looking at ferns. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, so, so what's the context behind your first adventure overseas? Yeah, so again, like tying into plants, um, like that basic love of nature eventually kind of turned into like my curiosity um, in like plants uh, that are used to heal. So I actually ended up going to school for horticulture and botany and um, 
after I graduated, I, uh, I was really interested by this one um, culture or tribe in Vietnam. Uh, and they were known for this um, medicine woman. Uh, uh, I think they were called the Red Zhao. But uh, yeah, they, they really, really fascinated me um, how they were using plants as medicine. And so, you know, as a young adult, like, I was ready for adventure and um, I decided to go overseas. Um, actually, first I went on a, a trip to New Zealand with a buddy where we bicycled across New Zealand. And that was another amazing experience. Um, another story, but after that I ended up in Vietnam and that was a huge like life-changing experience staying with this medicine woman and uh, seeing her you know, work with plants and using them as medicine. Uh, like what happened? Like what, what do you think was like the defining moment of that trip that kind of shifted who you are? Well, I think it, a big realization was like, these people were living so simply, right? And they didn't have a lot of money. They, they had an amazing community and they lived like simple lives. Um, they were self-sufficient and it just kind of like hit me that like, we strive to like have all these things, right? But it's not necessarily leading to like happiness and for them to like live in this simple way and then use like plants as medicine, um, it was like really inspiring me to like look at like happiness, but also health. Um, and yeah, just understanding that, you know. So curiosity, where in Vietnam? So it was in Northern Vietnam. Okay. Uh, so there's this town called Sapa, which yeah. is pretty famous. Um, but the, the village that I, I stayed at was further north of Sapa. Oh. So I had to like, hired a guide and so it's an indigenous yeah, tribe. Yeah, it was an indigenous tribe, yeah. And how, I guess the context of leading up to that, how did you find this medicine woman and then mm. decide to go live with them? Well, I think this is like part of my like adventurous side. Like I had read about them and I didn't know how I was gonna connect with them. Uh, I just knew like I just need to go and check it out so um, when I got to Sapa I actually um, asked around and spoke to some people about how I could make this happen and uh, this one guide said oh I can talk to them and see if you can stay with them and so it just kind of just it was an unknown adventure right and I just knew that I wanted to experience what she was doing and I just kind of went and so you lived in a hut and went to like the wet markets? Yeah, I was like sleeping on straw. Like, like the, her house was amazing. Like, so it was all dirt floor, but I'll never forget like in the middle of the, the house, they had this huge cauldron. Like I could probably lay down it. It was like huge. And that's where she would like boil the herbs and turn it into 
she mostly worked with like herbal baths. Um, and so, yeah, she would boil these herbs and then like pour it into like a barrel essentially for people to soak in to like help detox the body. And I remember because like we're much larger in North America, like this barrel, I could barely <laughs> fit inside of it. <laughs> I was like all scrunched up and um, it was, uh, it wasn't the most comfortable healing experience, but like afterwards my body felt like so, so cleansed and it was, uh, yeah, it was a really cool experience. Was there also like a philosophy behind it or? Um... The philosophy um, was difficult to understand because of like, <laughs> Language. it was hard to translate. Um, but basically, yeah, like the community would come to her if they had any ailments and they they just knew that they could be supported by someone, right? It was really nice to like have that. Like here I feel like healthcare is very isolating sometimes, but there like it felt like a community and you could like you knew where the support was. And uh yeah, she was very like, well respected, and um, and she also respected everyone else. You know, like she, it was a really beautiful dynamic, a health, health dynamic. And how long were you there? There, I was about three weeks with her in Vietnam, but then afterwards, I got a job as a rock climbing guide, which. Uh, in Sapa? Not in Sapa, just south of Sapa. <coughs> um, yeah, so after I left, I went south to uh, this area called Lanha Bay, which is like below Halong uh, um, Bay, like the famous bay. And uh, when I went there, it was there like New Year's. So like the towns were like empty, except for this like one rock climbing company that was owned by this US based rock climbing. And um, yeah, so there was just me and the, the owner. So like I climbed with him for a couple of days and he was like, hey, like if you don't have anything like going on back home, like you should just come and like help us guide people. <laughs> and so, yeah, I, uh, I ended up doing that for like four months and um, yeah, that was another amazing experience and, and also important to my own like self-discovery um, and my own like growth. Um, so yeah. what did you take away from that trip and how, how, how did it take you to the next chapter? Mm. Well, again, I kind of left that medicine woman and that community of the whole new like identity around like community and like what happiness can be like you know just simple living and community and close relationships and, and it sounds like a different relationship with healing as well totally well yeah. i actually uh needed my own healing uh because when I was working for the climbing company, I was, uh, they gave us a motorcycle and I was uh, biking, you know, 
from climbing site to climbing site. And one day um, I was biking, the tires slipped out from underneath. Oh, no. Yeah, it was like dirt roads. and So, yeah, I actually had like pretty bad nerve damage on my left arm and I wasn't able to climb. And it was really sketchy. Like the accident happened, I went to a ditch, like some farmers pulled me out and I went to this like, because it was a pretty rural town. And like, I went to this doctor, didn't speak any English. Like he was just like poking my organs. Like I had no idea what was going on. It's pretty scary. Um, so I went back to the major city and like, it wasn't anything serious luckily. So, but I wasn't able to climb. So I was pretty heartbroken. Like mm. I was living a really kind of simple life, like climbing during the day, you know, finish work, go to the market, get your dinner, go home, like I'd meditate and like, go to bed at like nine o'clock. Like, that was my life for like, four months. So, but yeah, I had to come home to Canada because like my arm was injured. And um, so when I got home, I was kind of like onto my next step, you know, and there was a lot of uncertainty of like what I wanted to do. Um, so I started working for uh, Patagonia and uh, yeah, they opened up the first Canadian store and I was one of the first hirees. And um, so when I was working there, I was still unable to climb and like still undecided what I wanted to do with my life. Um, if I wanted to pursue more like plant-based education. And I was talking to a customer one day and he was studying uh, Chinese medicine. And he's like, oh, you should like try acupuncture for like your nerve damage and I was like okay cool like I'm open to try anything like and so I started going to this clinic and uh, yeah I had like amazing results um, but what really like came from that is like a, uh, appreciation for that medicine and like a lot of like of the philosophy that the practitioner would tell me during the treatments like really resonated um, Can you give an example? Um, again, I think it even like tied into like that simple living that I experienced in Vietnam. Like, what really kind of spoke to me, which made sense, is like living with the seasons. So, uh, each like season kind of relates to a different like organ system, and if you're not living in balance within that season, it can affect. Um, that organ and uh, I just really like resonated with like living in kind of connection with nature because um, of my past and like my childhood mm -hmm. and it just made a lot of sense to just like live in harmony with the changing seasons right and just being in harmony with change in general right like um, which is a big notion behind acupuncture if the body's not changing, if the chi is not kind of flowing, then you become stuck and that's when kind of disease happens. So like, just kind of like my life, just like flowing through experience to experience and, and just looking back now, like seeing how each kind of step has led me to where I am now. And like, it's interesting, like, you never really think like, 
in the moment, like how this is affecting your future. But looking back, you can really see like how it's all interconnected. And uh, I just kind of let it, let it flow, right? And it kind of led me to where I am now. What was the lesson from rock climbing, that rock climbing part of your life to come back to Canada? Well, the injury was a big one. Like I had to like give up what I was doing and like really kind of look at like what I really wanted to do. Like I think like being a rock climbing guide was amazing, but like, um, I don't think I could have done that like forever, right? So I think it was just like the universe or mm. the divine plan, just like give me a little nudge into like the next step of my journey, right? That's what it kind of felt like. It, um, even though I was, you know, sad to leave, you know, like, but it's funny, like, it's almost like just before that happened, like, I had been talking to my parents and just like kind of like missing back home and it's like okay your time here in this experience is over like time for your next experience yeah so it kind of taught me just to let go of you know, having expectations of what what is and just um being okay to change when did yeah. you know that you were a healer hmm <laughs> I, I still like claim to be a healer. I really believe that <laughs> people heal themselves, but I just kind of guide them. Um, or a guide. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, yeah. So then after like going getting acupuncture and like seeing how it affected me and helped me heal, I decided to like study acupuncture and. Um, yeah, I remember like there was this one woman uh, who I was treating in student clinic, and I forget exactly what she said, but it was something like something about you're being a healer, and then um, my hands. She said like I've never like felt so much presence in your hands, and like in that moment, I was like. Yeah, that's that's it, you know, like I've you know from a kid I've been working with my hands. I've always like worked in the soil and mm. horticulture and rock climbing, touching the rock, you know. So from then, like from hearing that comment it really like hit me that like I was doing what I was meant to be doing and working with my hands and helping people heal. Uh, just kind of been trying to do that since. So. I remember one time when um, we were just casually chatting about how, like how performing acupuncture feels, and you were telling me about how sometimes it's like you can feel something changing in someone. Can you describe? What that's like because I feel like that's such a strong sensation that's like uh, that starts with your hands that perhaps most people don't feel in their day-to-day -day lives mm. well I think we all have this ability it's just it's kind of like a, you know you gotta start somewhere and I think over the years like I've been able to like 
develop this like sensitivity to like sensing people's bodies. So when we have the needle in place, essentially like how I describe it is like when the body kind of like makes that shift, um, it kind of just shoots like a wave of energy through my body. It's like a boom, like it feels like an expansion. And um, yeah, sometimes people can feel it and sometimes they can't, but to me, it's a pretty like visceral like experience. Like I can sense it in my whole kind of being. And uh, yeah, I think, I think the style of acupuncture that I practice really um, kind of fosters that like sensing ability because it's a Japanese style and in Japan, um, a lot of the practitioners are blind. So their sense of touch is highly refined and so they're able to pick up these subtleties in the body. And I think, yeah, just training and constantly being in touch with people, it kind of allows you to develop that, that skill. So yeah, it's kind of hard to explain, but uh, it's, it's a real experience, at least for, for me. Mm -hmm. Like, do you think the skill has kind of changed other parts of your life outside of mm. what you do for work? Like in your personal life? Like, do you feel, did, did you, I'm just curious, like, did you feel things differently after or? <laughs> I feel like I've always been a feeler. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I think just having that awareness shows up in like relationships. Like, I feel like I'm able to like sense when, you know, something's off or I'm like in tune to those things. So I know in like my personal relationships, I've been able to like just say, hey, like what's going on? I can like sense something. <laughs> Which, you know. It's a blessing or a curse. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Depends if you want to talk about it. But uh, <laughs> you know, I think it's I I really I think use that skill mostly in my work. Um, but I think yeah, I can translate into like just sensing like other people, like being connected with other people. So um, it's probably allowed me to like have more uncomfortable conversations <laughs> because, uh, you know, or just connect in general. Right? How about the other angle of healing yourself? Mm. You, know, you, you know, with the medicine woman and then with your sensei, all those practices with healing others mm. and and also a little bit about yourself but maybe you can tell us a little more of how you where you are in your healing kind of healing yourself journey mm. yeah so you know just as a boy like getting the support from like the soil nature like in that healing process like I still find like nature to be like a really important, you know, component of my like healing. And, you know, I, I don't know if we ever are fully healed. You know, it's, I, 
I really am starting to see is like health as a journey, not necessarily a destination. And no matter what we're experiencing, it's there to teach us something. Um, and you know, we're all individuals; we all have our own experiences. But um, I think we can learn a lot from our our suffering. And uh, we're humans; you know, it's it's bound to happen. And, um, but how we kind of respond and how we look at what we're going through, I think, is what I'm starting to realize is the biggest thing. It's interesting that you're saying that. It's like, what are what is healing, right? Mm -hmm. Like, you know, it's not really going backwards in time to some younger body or some younger state of mind. It seems mm -hmm. to be what is what does healing mean in the moment? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think. Uh, yeah, we can't really change what's happened in the past, right? But we can definitely learn from it. And in terms of our healing, like where are we at now? Like what can we do now to heal, right? Um, so what has your healing taught you? Your healing journey taught you? Mm. Ah, it's just, it's, it's taught me to just appreciate the human experience and just being okay with being vulnerable sometimes. And um, it's taught me a lot of like trusting in the journey, right? Like, not only my own, you know, personal healing, like, there's been times where like I felt like giving up and, you know, this like victim mentality uh, or, yeah, just like feeling a lot, right? But it, it all seems to work out, you know, and it's really taught me to just try to be as present as possible because when you go too far in the future and too far in the past, it just, takes away a lot of joy and um, I think actually you know the suffering because it's been so intense at times it's actually brought me more presence because it forces mm -hmm. you it forces you into that like I need to focus on this now right whereas if you weren't having those experiences like um, you might not be as embodied right so and again everyone experiences you know suffering differently right um, but uh, yeah I think just trying to stay as present as possible to yeah, the current it's it's true like this whole like pain you know a lot of people think pain is bad or whatever but I think your body is, feels pain like mm -hmm. triggers pain because there's something some attention necessary um, it's like a it's like a type of communication. You know? Yeah, it's yeah. like, hello, yeah. I'm here. How are you? It's been yeah. a while. <laughs> For sure. Yeah. And I think like the beauty of acupuncture is like, it kind of, my sensei always says like, the acupuncture reconnects the mind to the body, right? So again, it's bringing that present awareness into where you're imbalanced or where you're suffering and you do the work, your presence, your 
your awareness allows for you to shift, right? But if you're not in the moment, you're doing in the past and the future, your body doesn't know how to heal itself, right? So I think that's why, like I was saying, coming back to the present you know, is really powerful in our healing. What's your present relationship with plants? Yeah, so like living in Toronto in that condo has kind of limited me in my growing <laughs> capacity. <laughs> but um, yeah, I still you know, try to get out in nature as much as possible. And, um, That's related to your next adventure? Yes, moving to Vancouver. To Hopefully. be with plants. Plants and rain, <laughs> I'm finding out. <laughs> Hey, yeah. rain is necessary for plants, right? Right. And sunlight, <laughs> sunlight, which supposedly is not present. But, uh, hey, what's, what's the organ related to rain or spring, maybe? Spring is related to the liver. Oh. Yeah. Mm. So um, I like to look at like the spring as like in the winter time, like the seed is dormant, right? That's where you're supposed to be in stillness. But the spring energy is kind of like this like expansive, like opening, right? Mm -hmm. The seeds bursting through the soil and like new life is like being born. So like the spring energy is really like an intense energy to like create um, and like start new. Um, so. Interesting. I, I, I wonder what the Vancouver uh, <laughs> season of rain is. Yeah, it feels different. You have to report yeah. back. <laughs> I'm, 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 for sure. Which organ? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'll have to do some self-discovery. So we're almost at time. And I guess one question I have um, before we depart is, so for those on their own healing path from their own trauma, um, what advice would you give them from your perspective? as someone who guides others through healing? Mm -hmm. Just, um, it's a process and just really just trust in yourself that you're worthy and you're capable of healing. And um, the body's amazing and it's, it's capable of, of so much uh, and just trusting in your healing and being gentle with yourself. Um, I'd probably say that's two key things. What does trusting in your body feel like? Or like, for, what does that mean? Yeah, or? for you. Like, what does that, what does that mean? Like, can you help us make it a bit more perhaps tangible for those of us who are more foreign to that idea? Yeah, so I like to, for myself, like just be aware of parts that I feel my strongest. So for me, it's like my hands. Mm -hmm. So like, I like to bring like, if I'm feeling overwhelmed or I bring my focus into like my hands because mm -hmm. that makes me feel the most resourced. Mm -hmm. So I think it's, yeah, each person's different, right? So just trying to find a way to get in touch with your strength um, and where you feel that in your body. And that can be done through a number of ways, like uh, meditation or yoga, or, um, like body scans are a good one. But yeah, just trying to find that strength and resource inside of yourself, because it's there, 
You might not feel it, but it, it's there. And if you can even feel a little bit of it, you know, and you're able to grow that seed, um, you'd be amazed how much your body can respond mm -hmm. and heal. So. I mean, similar to that advice, if it was about, if you could talk to your younger self, mm -hmm. What advice would you give, or what seed would you amplify? Mm. Yeah, if I could speak to younger Zach. Younger yeah, Zach in Vietnam. In Vietnam. I'd just tell him that it's all going to work out and just trust the journey. Because, uh, yeah, it always seems to work out. So I just let him know that. <laughs> Wise advice. You should listen to this podcast a year from now. <laughs> <laughs> My next adventure. Yeah. All right. Thanks, Zach. Thank you. Yeah, Thank that you was awesome. Yeah. Thank you, Zach. Thank you for coming on to Stories and visiting us. On one of your last weekends in Toronto, we really wish you the best in Vancouver as you continue your adventure around nature, trees, and your hands. And really, it's been so, so special to get to know you and um, have you as my own healer and Jenny's. <laughs> as well, to our listeners of Hammock Stories, Thank you so much for your support and your feedback. We're on episode number six. So really looking forward to upcoming guests. Please keep tuning in, share it with your friends and really connect with us. Um, it's at Hammocks Heroes on Twitter, Facebook and Instagram. And then also our website is hammockstories.com. See you very soon on a hammock. Nothing to do